0: we go with part two of uh, navigating seasons of uh, change or navigating the seasons of life. And, you know, just going to kind of let you know where I'm at in my head, what's been going on as, as we look at changes moving forward. You know, change creates uh, friction and friction creates heat and uh, heat creates stress. And uh, that's kind of true when we step into something new in life, um, it's change. but we you know it's it's kind of like we really need to change. We need that kind of good stress to stay alive and to grow. I talked about how many times people will retire and they don't really have any purpose. They've done the same job for 30, 40 years, who knows and and uh, then all of a sudden they have nothing to do. Um, they don't have purpose, they don't have vision. And so uh, sometimes people have health problems, and you know many people retire and die shortly thereafter. I've known plenty of uh, police officers, for example. That's the only thing they really knew how to do, and when they couldn't do that, they. They didn't have anything to do, and I—I I don't know if that's completely to blame, but I do know that God wants us to grow, and growing requires change, which creates friction and causes heat and pressure, and uh, and and it can—it should be a good stress if if we're tracking with the Lord in our growth. Um, let me give you a quick report on. Uh, on uh, the last couple of days it's been phenomenal um maybe some of you get our emails and uh, you see it there but uh, just let me recap we we went to a correctional institute that we have passed many times it's close to where we base our rv when we do the work uh east of tallahassee in the northern part of florida and we have passed that prison many times but we were told by a couple of folks said it was kind of off-limits. Apparently, there was either a problem warden, there was violence, there was different things. But they said, yeah, you don't even want to try Mayo Correctional. And uh, so, I don't know, I, actually, we had done a uh, another prison, and the chaplain was so impressed that we played some Fleetwood Mac. We, we do a couple of Fleetwood Mac songs sometimes, uh, that he started calling other chaplains, yeah, these guys do everything. They even do Fleetwood Mac. And he called the chaplain at Mayo. That was back in April of this year. And so I guess it was in July that I, I went in and called Mayo. And I said, hey, you know, we're that ministry that the the other chaplain talked to you about in April. And uh, you know, the ones that do Fleetwood Mac. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you guys. And so we went in and did two programs there. The chaplain... Uh, was an Assembly of God pastor for 30 years, and he had pastored two churches in that 30 years. He took um, churches that were basically on the verge of folding And built them into thriving churches. They're thriving churches today. And now he's the chaplain at this prison. He's not retired, but he's not pastoring a church, so to speak. He's pastoring uh, the inmates at Mayo Correctional Institute. He's been there two years. And he said normally they have four or five guys come out to chapel. Um, We had... Probably in the neighborhood of sixty or seventy guys. He said that since he's been there, they haven't had that many guys come out because we do promote what we do as a concert and in hopes of getting guys out. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, one of them being that uh, we do want to entertain them, whether they're Christian or not, whether they receive our message or not. We want to bless them, give them a reason to tap their feet and clap their hands, and you know that kind of thing, and and get a little bit of refreshment while they're there. We want to do that. Um, but the other reason is that inmates need the chapel. They need that oasis, man. They're, you know we'll get if we get a hundred, two hundred, maybe on a good day three hundred guys out um, to do something. There's fifteen hundred guys on that compound. And most of them are still, you know, really being led of the devil in all that they do. There's such a hustle there, there's crime there, um, there's drugs, there's violence, there's gangs, there's all that stuff going on. And the chapel creates an oasis. But uh, to be labeled as somebody that's going to church all the time, going to chapel all the time, is also a stigma that inmates, you know, do I want to put that on my back? But when they're able to say, "Nah, man, there's great music going on. We want to go check these guys out. You need to hear these guys." It kind of gives them a little bit of an out. I'm not going to chapel. I'm going to a concert. So, anyway, great time at Mayo. Two days we did there. Then we went to Columbia Correctional Institute, uh, right down the road, really, and. Uh, there, the first day, we did a concert for about thirty guys in a chapel that holds three or four times that amount. Um, but these were what's called protective management guys. These are ex-cops, they're gang members with a price on their head. They could be pedophiles. They're guys that if they put them with the general population, they risk harm. They could be killed or or hurt. And so they keep them in a pod, separate. Consequently, they never get any programs like what we bring. They don't usually. We we have. At, A couple of times gone to the protective management pod with an acoustic guitar just to talk to the guys and bring them some books, but they never get the full show, you know? And so this, it was fantastic. Even though the crowd was small, they were enthusiastic. We just had an outright blast. I want to talk about how... um, how that happened. And then then yesterday, we had a a full crowd of the regular guys and some new that never come to chapel, and it was just an absolute blast. And part of the reason for that was that I, I told myself, I am going to be in the moment. You know, despite the fact that we should always be dreaming and moving into new seasons and new dreams and asking God what's next, what's next, having a vision for our future. We need those things, but we also need to learn to be in the moment, or as I heard one preacher say, own the moment that we are in. And I had kind of made up my mind that uh, especially when we went in uh, to this most recent prison uh, on Monday and Tuesday, It's funny, I woke up, and I wasn't in the greatest of moods. I had a bad night's sleep, and uh, I snapped at Susan when she got up over something stupid. I don't know. I I just said something, and she's like, well, you're in a bad mood, which that always helps, doesn't it? When you're in a bad mood that your wife says you're in a bad mood, that that usually doesn't help. And so, but I I decided, you know what? It's Monday, and today is Fun Day Monday. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun at what I do. I'm going to find the joy in my work. Yes, there's a lot of stress involved. There's physical labor involved and getting this stuff in the prison and all that and set up and all that, but I am going to have fun. It's going to be a great day. That's the way I'm going to look at it. And uh, and this was the first day that we were going in to perform for only 30 guys, which, you know, normally a small crowd, they don't give you a lot of feedback. It's kind of awkward, but I made up my mind, it's going to be a great day. I'm going to be in this moment. I'm going to enjoy this day so we get to the prison we go into the prison and uh, we get into the chapel and guess what the guys are already in the chapel which we usually I I don't like when that happens because then they get to see how the sausage is made so to speak we have to set it all up right in front of them right there's no element of they come in and we're already on the stage ready to go they're waiting for us there was a miss you know something on the time it was not our fault we were there when they told us to be there they released the guys early um but i still said you know what it's going to be a fun day it's going to be awesome i'm going to have a great day sometimes you just got to psych yourself up you know and uh, i'm going to be in this moment and i'm going to tell you what the last two days especially i have had an absolute blast um playing the music speaking it's just been so much fun um what it's supposed to be. You know, too often when we're not in the moment, again, we should be dreaming. We should be navigating seasons of change and stepping into new things. But too often we look back fondly on the on the past. You know, we remember when, uh, and that's cool. But when we were in that moment in the past, we didn't enjoy it to the fullest. And, and I'm just going to tell you a couple of reasons why... Um, I sometimes miss that. Often, really, I'm, I'm really trying to make a shift. It's funny. I said it was fun day Monday, and Susan said, "Yeah, tomorrow's terrific Tuesday," in a mocking kind of way. And I said, "Yeah, and wonderful Wednesday," and she said, "Thrilling Thursday." And and I forget. We went through the whole week, but it was it was funny. But it was like you know what. Even though I started the day in a bad mood, when I kept telling myself, I looked at the guard when I got there and we were checking in, and I said, fun day Monday, right? You know, sounds cheesy, but I was like, I made up my mind. I was going to be in the moment today, not just reaching for the thing I'm dreaming about. I have a vision to do um, those kind of things. Well, I'm going to share a couple of things that, that kind of pull me out of the moment and they may or may not be relevant to you. But probably something I say will be relevant to how we we get snatched out of the moment. We don't enjoy the moment that we're in, maximize the moment that we're in because we are so focused on the next moment Or, or this is my first thing that pulls me out of the moment often, and that is fear, right? On stage... I want everything to go right. I want the music to be good. I want the message to be good. There's so much that can go wrong, technically, musically, right? There's things that can bust a guitar string, just think, I, I can forget a song, I can lose my place, I can forget what I was talking about, and so there's this fear that I'm going to blow it. And in any of you that have done any kind of public speaking, you know, that's a unique kind of fear your world might not be your stage might not be the kind of stage that we have but you do have a stage there's a place where you do what you do uh, where you make the sale or you build the widget or you do the thing that you do there are those moments for you as well you know i can remember like when i was in the police academy uh you know there'd be certain exercises or training things that we did where we do it one at a time and everybody else would be watching you that was kind of your moment where you didn't want to blow it you didn't want to screw up and uh and so fear can snap fear of what everybody else is thinking fear that i'm going to blow it you know um you know we, we again we do all have a stage right we all have those moments where this is Kind of my time to shine, so to speak. Um, but what was it? Rush and their song. They quoted Shakespeare in their song. Lime like all the world's indeed a stage, and we are merely players, performers, and portrayers. Each another audi- Each another's audience. Uh, outside the gilded cage, uh, we have a stage. All of us have a stage where we do our best work, or at least we're expected to do our best work. We hope to do our best work, but fear of failing can rob us of enjoying the moment we're so and you, believe it or not sometimes the fear is actually what causes us to make mistakes causes causes us to blow it and and i mean the biggest remedy for that is training rehearsal repetition you can't beat repetition. You, you you've got to you know really rehearse something practice something whether it is uh You know, how you're going to make that sales pitch or how you're going to do your craft, whatever it is. Do it enough that you almost don't have to pay attention to the mechanics of what you're doing. You know, there's that 10,000 hours rule they talk about, you know, to become an expert at something. Some study said you need to do it for 10,000 hours. Well, looking at the average age of most of my listeners, you've probably given yourself to about that at something that you, you can continue to get better and better at to the point that you don't have to pay attention to the mechan- mechanics of it as much. You know, worship leaders, for example, when I was a youth pastor and I would um, have young people you know, coming up as as worship leaders and musicians on the worship team, uh, there came a time when I snatched the songbooks out in front of, uh, out from. They used to use songbooks and music on the stage. And I said, you know, your minds are young. You're still learning. They're very pliable. I want you to learn these songs so well that you're not just playing the songs. You can emote the songs. And that's what we try to do with the music today that we play, whether it's worship or it's, you know, rock and roll or whatever, is that we're not so focused on trying to get the song right we're really trying to give emotion emote each note that i'm playing on the guitar or whatever and that comes through repetition that comes through rehearsal and and doing our best so that we can chase away the fear of failing that steals the moments from us you know yesterday most of these songs i've played hundreds of times at least yet still i can get distracted And uh, I can lose my place. And so, and I cannot be in the moment. And it's so important, you know, especially, you know, in the case of what we do, I can easily be thinking about the next thing I'm going to say when this song is over. And, and not be in the moment I gotta keep bringing myself back to The moment that I am in And so I was trying that And I was playing a song that didn't have any accompaniment It was just me with a fingerstyle guitar uh, Picking part And Susan sings it And once you start it There's no there's no way to ch- I mean it's a song that doesn't give me any chance To adjust the sound There's no real break It's a constant finger pick through the entire song And uh, at one point I, I missed a I missed my place. I lost the picking pattern, but my fingers remembered, and I automatically went to uh, the right chord, even though I didn't pick it quite the way I wanted to, and nobody really noticed. It was mechanics. It's like my fingers knew. They call that muscle memory as musicians, but we want that in whatever that we're doing. We want to rehearse it to the point that we don't have to... Uh, focus so much on the mechanics because that kind of thing, when you're so drilled down on, I don't want to make a mistake, I don't want to make, make it, I don't want to make a mistake, that's when you make it. And so I want you, whatever it is that you, you do, to really enjoy being in the moment. Yes, dream about what's next, think about the future, the, the next season that you're stepping into, but maximize the one that you're in to where you can really enjoy the moment. Uh, there's always going to be some element of fear stage fright or, or whatever when you're on the stage in front of people. Now, now some of you may not really ever get to experience uh, that type of thing where everybody's looking at you. You know, some people are kind of behind the scenes, but, but you still have those moments. You have those moments when you do that thing that you do, that God's given you to do where you're at, and other people are going to observe it at some point. And I just want you to enjoy the moment that you're in and not always be just chasing the next moment you want to get to, which I'm guilty of constantly. Yes, we need to have dreams, vision, wrote a whole book about it, um, but we need to learn to enjoy the moments that we're in. And I'm you know, trying to con- constantly preach this To myself As we start We're getting ready to start A stretch of 17 prison programs With a full band And here's the catch This band has never played together (laughs) I've played with the drummer before I've played with the bass player player before. Uh, the other two guys I've never even played with before. We've we've all been rehearsing a home this is where homework comes into play. We're going to come together and I'm sure it's not going to be perfect, but I'm still going to try to be in the moment and enjoy the sweetness of the moment the best that I can and make adjustments as we go. You know, that kind of fear um, when it comes to, hey, it's your time to shine. It's your time to step up and do the thing that you do. Uh, that kind of fear that that robs us is really just a bad faith. It's faith that the worst is about to happen. Um, when we really need to have faith that the best is yet to come, this is going to be great. Even if I blow it, even if I fall off the rails, I'm just going to get up and go. I, you know, I look at athletes. I'm always blown away by that. I'm sure I've talked about it on multiple occasions, but... Um, You know, I can watch a a ball player that makes the dumbest mistake you've ever seen. Well, I think it was the Commanders game, the AKA uh, Redskins game. I forget who they were playing the first game of the season. But the quarterback, Carson Wentz, threw an interception or two and was looking miserable. But by the end of the game, he had thrown four touchdown passes and they won the game. And everybody, everybody was booing him and then everybody was cheering him because the audience is fickle, aren't they? Uh, somehow, in his mind, he said, "What's important now?" That's a big question. So, he, when we, when we do blow it, when we've had our, mo- we're trying to be in the moment, and we do blow it, we can't, we can't get buried by that mistake, by that falling off the rails. We get, we've got to say, "What's important now?" I can't change that. That just happened. What's important now? Okay. Another thing that can rob us of moments, robs me of moments, is the quest for validation. Now, this is pretty huge for both men and women, okay? We want to be validated. We want people to recognize us. We want to be remarkable. You know, prisons are full of folks that got there trying to please other people, trying to be validated by the applause of their peers, right? Um, They did things. They broke the law. They did things because they wanted to be recognized. They wanted to be validated. Now, I know that most of, my listeners on this podcast are men, so I'll, I'll focus on that for a minute. All right, most of us, as as guys, and some of you had ideal dads, and that you know, I'm jealous of you. Okay, I don't know what that's like. Even if you had an ideal dad, he probably said or did things that maybe, you know, tamped your spirit down a little bit from time to time. Um, you you know, I, I heard a, a quote or I read something somewhere that said, "No man truly lives until his father dies." I hope that's not true of you, but you know where they're coming from with that. Is that that sons are sometimes always trying to measure up to some you know standard that their dad has put in place over the years, and uh, and so that that's always in the back of their mind. I went to my son. I said, "Hey, don't you ever, you know, you live to your fullest life now." He goes, "Oh, you don't worry, Dad. I am." <laughs> I hope that's true of all of you. Uh, But I get that, how that can be true, because most of us, we didn't, our dads didn't give us nicknames like champ or sport or tiger, right? He didn't take us to baseball practice and, you know, we, you know, instead either we had an absentee dad or uh, a dad that made a lot of mistakes or that, you know, didn't cheer us on And, and so we end up going out into the world sometimes because of that and becoming overachievers, right? We don't have a... You know, we don't know where the governor is or the, you know, we we, we don't know how to throttle this life very well. We're constantly reaching, we're we're constantly trying to find validation. We want people to tell us how remarkable we are. Admit it. Okay. Okay. so instead of enjoying moments, we're always angling for the next moment. The next thing we can do to get recognized, to get validated, to get the big promotion, to buy the big house, to buy the fancy car, the boat, the jet ski, whatever, um, to somehow get recognized. Now, there's nothing wrong with the stuff I just mentioned, unless under it all is to need is the need to hear others commend you, right? We want our ultimate validation and commendation to come from our Heavenly Father. You know, the Heavenly Father validated His Son when He said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. I speak those words over my Son often. I've quoted them on Facebook. um, And I encourage you as fathers to validate your sons. But if you're one of those people out there trying to um, prop yourself up because you, you want to be recognized and validated and, and made to count, so to speak. I mean, good gracious, social media. Now, most people, I hope, and most people I know, when they post, they're not necessarily looking for validation. But often that's the case, isn't it? Um, they're posting things. They're trying to get attention. Many of your celebrities, uh, they just got to be in the news for anything, good or bad. They recognize me. Look at me. Validate me. And it's a constant quest that robs us from enjoying life and enjoying the moments, enjoying the place where we are at. Um, you don't need to prop yourself up. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You just need to stay in fellowship with the Heavenly Father and keep in step with the Spirit. This can be humbling. You know, Life on the Verge uh You know, our beginnings were quite humbling. you moving into this beat up old camper and really letting go of a lot of what this world says is uh, valuable, the things that people use sometimes to validate themselves. You know, we sold our home years ago. Uh, We owned a couple of different homes over the years, but we sold them. We were renting at the time. Um, And then we were in a camper and we really had nothing as far as, or not much as far as what this world. call is important when it comes to material things Uh, the furniture that we did have most of it was secondhand and it was in storage somewhere and we were living in this beat-up old camper and I begin to pray I've I've talked about this before probably Um, I begin to pray for vindication and I don't think there's anything wrong with that Jesus talked about it in Luke chapter 18 verse uh, 1 through 8 when the parable of the widow that went to the unjust judge and and said grant me justice against my adversary Um, verse 4 says for some time he refused but finally he said to himself even though I don't fear God or care what people think yet because this widow keeps bothering me I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me and the lord said this is what jesus listen to what the unjust judge says and will not god bring about justice keyword justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off i tell you he will see that they get justice and quickly however when the son of man comes will he find faith On the earth. In other words, the most important thing is that we're still moving by faith. God will take care of the justice part of it. Now, that word justice in the Greek is the word vindication. And this is what I would pray for is that, you know, I knew that Susan and I, we've had anything but a conventional journey. And we were doing things that actually worked opposite of getting validation from people you know nobody was going to look at our life and go man I wish I had what that guy had we're living in a beat-up old camper you know we're actually going the opposite direction of what some people do to get validation in life and uh, but we were enjoying the moment we knew what we were supposed we were doing what God had called us to do even still I prayed for vindication I said Lord vindicate us what does that mean that means to show other people Um, that you're involved in this actually the definition from webster's 1828 means to confirm or substantiate it means to justify to protect from attack uh to defend um and so this is what i kind of was praying for was like lord will you 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 know i i know i'm enjoying this moment i'm enjoying i'm loving what you've called us to do uh but I've let go of this quest for validation from getting people to applaud me. There's nobody, you know, that we certainly are. We're the polar opposite of celebrity pastors, so to speak, in, in our profession, the world that we are in. And and yet I was part of a world that. You know, celebrated that, and, you know, there was a lot of, quote, celebrity pastors that came through the church that I was part of, and I even worked with one that became quite a celebrity and uh, ended up having a great fall, and that's tragic. I hope he makes a comeback, but nevertheless, here we were out here floating around, and it was hard to fight off feelings of small you know, but God had called us to this and we knew it and we were trying to stay in the moment and not go on some quest for validation through look at us. we've got a lot of money, we've got this, we've got that and get people to applaud us. That is such a trap. And so I, basically I was praying, Lord, would you please show people that we're not crazy that you we, we really are doing our level best to follow you? And you know what? God has answered that prayer over the last dozen years or so. Man, we we've got. He's blessed our family. He's blessed our ministry. It's grown. He's provided things. Once we drove around in an RV, we were almost ashamed of. Now we drive around in one that people want to come up and look at and are impressed by and ask us questions about. Um, we 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 didn't have a house. Now we have a house that we we live in when we're off the road. Uh, the Lord has blessed our family. Good gracious, look at my son Matt, who miraculously really got signed to a record label. He's you know been very successful with music. By the way, he just set off on a nationwide tour. He's doing fantastic. None of that would have happened, by the way, if we had been going through conventional steps. It was because we were out here doing these crazy things that Matt was able to hone his skills and build. Actually, you you really will find very few interviews or even his Wikipedia entry where it doesn't talk about his beginnings in prison ministry. Uh, We've been able to perform and minister to over 100,000 inmates in person. We've impacted young people. As youth pastors, we started a church from the ground up that thrives today i'm not boasting and i'm not looking for validation here i'm saying this was god vindicating and and man i'm looking that we've been able to do far more or or be far more influential than two strung out punks from a bad neighborhood should have been god has validated our efforts he has confirmed our steps as we took them by faith so as we move forward in life don't it's not always going to look conventional and don't get trapped up by the the quest for validation Be in the moment that you're in. Maximize the moment that you're in. Uh, Also be dreaming of the future. You know, I have a friend uh, that uh, he listens to this podcast, I think, but uh, he was a police officer, tough career these days, and uh, he stepped out of that not knowing exactly what he was going to do, but just feeling like he was being led of the Lord. God was confirming his steps. And uh, this past summer, uh, he took a job living in an RV with his family, and he was a lighthouse keeper. Okay, I've never known a lighthouse keeper. I love, I love stories like this because it's just the unconventional life. You know, I mean, we don't always want to be Forrest Gump doing all kind of different things throughout. But really, Forrest Gump is a famous movie because look at this crazy unconventional life that this guy lived. You know, he he got to taste a lot of different things and do a lot of different things. Uh, but I, when I look at my friend. Who is still kind of trying to find his place, uh, staying faithful in his church? I think he's now working at a high school and and doing different things. He's he's he he's let go of that quest for validation uh, from man and saying, "Lord, lead me. I want to keep in step with you." And and it won't surprise me one bit when God stitches the pieces of his life, these chapters of his life together, and creates a beautiful tapestry. That everyone looks at it and is is uh, influenced by, and uh, just brings great joy to him and his family. Anyway, uh, so back to being in the moment and the fact that fear of failing can steal that from us, and the quest for validation, which also is fear, isn't it? It's fear of what will people think. You know, I don't want to make a mistake. What will people think? So the the remedy for those two things, they're both based in fear, and they will rob us from the most precious moments in life. We're being worried, having faith that the worst could happen. Uh, and and uh, being worried about what other people think, that quest for validation, what do we do? Well, the first is continue to perfect whatever your skill is. You know, I mean, when I was a pastor, I used to not practice my preaching. But as I matured, I saw that other people did that. I began to actually practice my preaching. That's weird kind of preaching to an empty room. But I would practice it. Um, So that I would know exactly what I'm trying to say, even if I lose my place. And it worked. I became a better preacher. Even if I lost my place in my notes, I knew what I was trying to communicate. I had rehearsed it. And the same is true with your... uh, I mean, I don't do it. Sometimes I'll do it with this podcast. I think the podcast would be better if I rehearsed it. But unfortunately, this is just one of many things that... uh, We do, and and, uh, maybe I should start doing that. But, you know, because I know I kind of get scrambled in these podcasts, but I'll come back to the thing I'm trying to say is that we need to have vision, we need to have dreams, but we want to be in the moment. Two things that can take us out of the moment to keep us from enjoying the moment is the fear of failure and the quest for validation. The remedy for the fear of failure is repetition and rehearsal practice, getting good at what you do so that you can almost not pay attention to the mechanics of it. You know what you're trying to get across. It might not be perfect, okay? Uh, we didn't put on perfect musical performances the last couple of days, uh, but they were very impactful, and I had a blast, and the guys had a blast, okay? Okay because we knew what we were trying to deliver. Um, you know. From a guitar player's perspective, it's great if you can play a million notes up and down these scales, but if you can play one note with incredible emotion, it can have the same impact because you mean what you're playing. And so practice and rehearsal is the cure for that. The quest for validation is to receive the validation that God has already given us through Jesus, to know that you're his son or his daughter in whom he is well pleased because you've received Christ. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody. The Bible says that Jesus made himself of no reputation. We don't have to go out and prop our lives up and somehow try to get people to validate us. And there's nothing wrong with applause. Don't get me wrong. But... We don't have to, we just need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, receive validation from our Heavenly Father if we didn't get it from our earthly Father. In Him we live and move and have our being. He's going to lead us in you know, the path of the righteous winds upward, the Word of God says. And so we always want to be taking new ground, but we don't want to get so focused on the next moment that we don't enjoy the one that we're in. I hope that made sense. Just kind of kind of sharing with you where my head's been the last couple of days. Bless you. I don't know that I'll get one out next week. We Please pray for us. 17 programs uh, in 11 days. So we are going to be rocking and rolling. Pray for favor. Pray that the right men come, that need to hear what we have to say, that the soil is fertile. Pray that this team gels together. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it more and more as a team bless you thanks all of you that financially support us we set a goal for 5000 to help take care of these guys that are coming and uh, we've hit 3500 so thank you if you can help us we would appreciate it sometimes fallen angels fly I want to remind you that Life on the Verge is a completely donor-funded ministry. You can learn more about our ministry at lifeontheverge.com. We appreciate your prayers and gifts of support to keep us on the road and in prison.